So we're we're gonna talk about um, Jeremy going, you know, to Gaza, Israel, all the, all that stuff. We're we're gonna talk about that today, and 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 all the stuff surrounding it. Um, I do have one question: Did you go to the tunnels at all? The 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 tunnels um, where the the New York tunnels. The New York tunnels. No, oh my God, no, I did not go to those tunnels. My friends were saying like, "Hey, let's go to Brooklyn. This looks crazy." Um, but it didn't, it didn't seem, um, it seemed like I was like a little too late and I didn't really, I wasn't interested in like, um, getting into all of that. No. And I don't think those were OSHA approved either. Like I, <laughs> I, I don't think they need to be shored a little bit. Kind of. I, I felt like they were, uh, almost a trap for anyone that found them, you know, kind of like, like the Indiana Jones movie kind of thing. But the, uh, yeah, I was, I was <laughs> half expected <laughs> just cause you're everywhere. Whenever I find out about something like a few days later, you're just like there with a microphone and you're like, oh, video <laughs> dropping suit. So I was like, oh, the tunnels are here. I half expected like a thumbnail, like a YouTube thumbnail of you with like a microphone in, in the tunnels. The, the videos were great that, that were on Twitter. Uh -huh. I, it entertained me for, for more than I, I'd want to admit. When that first hit, I was like, that's fake. Like, I was like, that's that's too, that's just too on the nose. I'm like, that's a funny <laughs> gag or whatever. And then I was like, I saw like Eric Adams investigating it. I was like, oh yeah. no, <laughs> these are real. Oh gosh, that was crazy. Um, yeah, from the five to the six, we be in the mix with that rare candy paint job on the whip. I need food for the kids, money for the rent. Fuck a lockdown, baby, I can't do that shit. And I don't never vote, cause I'm fucking broke. And either way, I know the police ain't gonna leave me alone. On a plane, by the visit Glen Rock, me crypto told me I should bring the Glock with me. So I packed up my piece and I'm sliding. Cause we might get caught up in a riot. Middle finger Trump, middle finger Biden. Fuck a left, fuck a right, is you riding? Real love to see it, dudes rocking. Ain't no politics, baby, we just talking. From the birds to the bricks, we be in the mix. With that rare candy paint job on the whip, who you with? So, yes, as I said, longtime friend of the show, Jeremy Lafredo is here. Um, now, we're going to talk about your trip, but we it's so strange. Um, we had we, a while ago before October 7th, you had uh, come on and we had just softly talk about like Israel and Palestine. We've talked about it with Max a little bit too, but not since that fateful day of October 7th. But um, for some people like, like me, for a lot of our audience, you to an extent, um, it's kind of sucks when the blue hair people have the same opinion as you, you know, like it kind of mm -hmm. after, after year. And I, I'm saying that as like the protesters who are just saying free Palestine, whether they believe that, whether that's in vogue for them to say, whether it fits their ideology, it could be a number of things. They might genuinely believe it, but it's tough for me sometimes um, to not want to just oppose them on reflex, <laughs> you know, like because no, it's the last couple of years. It's like they've every single Wrong thing. on everything, of course. Yeah, every single thing. But we have to look at this morally, right? Yeah, I mean, I was yeah, I was in Israel in a Palestine for I mean, almost a month after the October seventh, and yeah, I mean, for all those listening, I know that the type of Twitter mutuals that we probably both have and that we all like, um, yeah. you know, there's definitely some Israel critics and critics of Zionism out there, but how this conflict, you know, encapsulates eugenicism and Nazism and surveillance and yeah. the lack of law and order and extrajudicial killing, you would think that you know my very sober and clear-eyed mutuals who normally agree with me on everything. They speak more about this, but they don't. And I think it's, you know, it's these, 
it's these blue-haired protesters. And, you know, in the West, especially here in New York, um, the Palestine protests are filled, you know, with the annoying, you know, BLM, liberal type. Um, and I think it turns a lot of people off to it. And understandably so, the culture war is so spectacular. And we, we have, you know, a memory of these people being, you know, constantly wrong all the time. Um, it's sort of similar to the beginnings of COVID. You know, in the beginning of COVID, I would show up to a rally in New Jersey or New York for both work and sometimes, you know, not for work. And everyone would be wearing Trump hats, lots of don't tread on me flags, which honestly I don't have a problem with. But I mean, these are not the people I normally, right. you know, socialize with. But they were the ones out there in the street opposing vaccine mandates and, and lockdowns. They were the only right. ones. So mm -hmm. you sort of have to take a deep breath, you know, whether you agree with them or not, whether with their red hats and whatever. Um, but but those people are right. You know, they're the right side of the issue, no matter what, like they're right on the COVID issue, which was the most important issue of the time. And that's sort of how I feel about the Palestine protests. Largely, you know, blue hair or not, these people are more or less correct. And my, that view of mine has only been, you know, further cemented by spending a month out there um, in Palestine. Because if we take a step back, not long ago was the radical, you know, hippie left that was opposing something sinister like GMOs or even gain of function research. Yeah. And they were correct, but now it's, you know, it's now it's the hippie right. So these things are always changing. Right is right and wrong is wrong, you know, in my opinion. Yeah. And and you got to just remain constant because like I again, I struggle with it all the time. And now I look, I am not a, I don't even have huge geopolitical opinions. I just know something's up with Israel. That's my that's my day. <laughs> I'm like, it just it doesn't feel right. Like, it just doesn't feel right. And now I like to be honest, I actually. I feel like everybody has their take and their take is so like divorce because it's so far away. It's not really anything we can vote on per se. Um, mm -hmm. Really? I mean, that's they're pretty no, truly uh, it's the, not the, democratic the, at all. Yeah, it's not. So it's kind of tough. I, I, I try not to get like too invested in it, but like, I'm kind of like the only people I feel like that are being like super honest about it are the people like you are the people who have been like this for a, a while, free Palestine, like mm -hmm. uh, Palestine's right to defend itself, whatever. And then also, I'm not going to lie, the other people I think that are consistent otherwise are the like people who are just basically neoconservatives. At least they're they honest, just, of course. They're honest and they're like, we need a military hub in the middle of the Middle East. <laughs> like, yeah. we just need one. Like, we we need one. And you, if you love America, if you love the empire that you live in, um, which sadly a lot of us actually do like it i mean i hate mm -hmm. to say it like we we do but for them like they're saying like well that's how it stays there and whether we agree with that or not that is a more coherent position rather than like actually that guy's cringe so i'm gonna support israel no yeah, yeah. of course i mean that's the that's like there are people um who you know in israel there'll people who say like oh no of course like we there just shouldn't be any palestinians in israel they they really don't deserve rights i don't yeah. like arabs and as like you know that's a repulsive thing to say, but at the same time, at least they're being honest about their opinions. Straight up. Exactly. It's not a, it's not this like Marvel universe, like mm -hmm. fake war that they put in their head, like where it's like, actually, this is, you know, and all these allegories to these other stories. It's <laughs> like, nah, man, this is like a huge, like, you know, th geopolitical thing. And people will say like, Israel has the right to defend itself. Okay, sure. Why do I have the right to not pay for it? Mm -hmm. uh, that's. I, mean, I, I feel like that's, course, yeah. They can, yeah, go ahead, go defend yourself. 
But mm-hmm. like, can I not supply? I mean, look, there's I don't have to help. people that pay, people that pay more taxes than I do. I'm not saying it's funded <laughs> directly by me, although California, it feels that way. But the, <laughs> I feel like I've paid for like two missiles, dude, the way that I, I swear to God. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's of like, course. wow, uh, it's, it's a lot that gets taken out. But the the I don't see that. I just don't see like why do why does it why does it have to be this much money? It was we just went through it with Ukraine. We just went through it. <laughs> and they don't even even if everybody says I don't want to pay for it, even though that's not what's happening right now. You know, you have, you know, 70 something percent of people saying that we should not send more, you know, um, yeah. material aid, military aid to Israel, and then they vote on it and every single politician says, No, we're gonna send more. It's like these people don't even represent us. It doesn't, it's not democratic at all. I totally agree. I, I do feel like the average American, I think this is a good thing, even though it can yeah. be frustrating when it comes down to actually putting it into action. I, I, it is a good thing now. I do feel like most people are just kind of like, why are we in a war? You know, like, why, why are we doing that right now? It does feel like I don't see a lot. I don't run into a lot of like war hawk civilian people. Okay. Like there, there, there's made. very few regular people who are war hawks. Yeah. It's like, the, but they can be turned into that if they watch enough television. If you tuned in on October 7th yeah right i mean like that's that's usually what happens it's like the country feels a certain way and then i i'm i don't even know enough about october 7th to be like it was an op it was this and that i i but what i mean is like that happens and it's the very michael Crichton state of fear model where it's just like you have Mm -hmm. to just constantly up people's blood pressure to the point where they get divorced from their morals um and and you have to pull the fire alarm yeah, it, it takes like a constant stream of, you know, fake stories and propaganda um, to get everybody to continue to say, ah, it's okay, it's just another few billion. Um, but they wouldn't feel that way. People would not um, support that if they weren't being told constantly that they need to support that, whether it's on, you know, the television or um, on their cell phones. We're going to get you right back to the episode, but I just wanted to let you guys know of a few other things we offer at Rare Candy Industries. We have a Substack with free and paid subscription options. Free subscribers get access to all written content. That includes Bob's Red Pill. That's the best thing going on the internet right now. Trust me. Paid subscribers get full access to our premium episode feed. And that's just every episode we don't necessarily want to share with the general public, if you know what I'm saying. Again, that's rarecandy.substack.com. We also have merch. That link's a little long for me to say right now, but go to the description, go to our merch store, and find a shirt that's right for you. We have Rare Candy shirts, Dr. Bronner soap label shirts, Rishi mushroom shirts, all types of stuff there. Check it out. There's got to be something for you. And lastly, check us out on social media. On Instagram, we're Rare Candy Pod, but on Twitter, we're at Rare Candy Pod 1. All right, enough of that. Let's get you back into the episode. So before we get to your time there, what what about um, what happened on October 7th? Because I I still don't know. Like I like I'm not saying that like I know what happened. But what I mean is like I've been told the craziest story from pro-Israel side. I've been told Mm -hmm. actually not literally nothing happened from like other people. I'm like, well, something happened. Right. Like it was a big day. What, What in your opinion happened that like shocked the world you know like it it was the craziest thing in the world when it happened like it was just it was on a dime uh everybody panicked again so what what do you what do you think happened like (laughs) it was definitely it was definitely real i mean it was definitely real um but if you remember you know in the first few weeks we were told you know i think it was 1400 or 1200 israelis um, were killed and then very quietly that number went down and down and down until it reached around like 600 so the, the, the death toll was cut in half without anyone even noticing. Um, 
And a lot of people um, point out um, the fact that there's something called the, the Hannibal Directive. Yeah. And it's a military policy of Israel. And they would rather kill um, both Palestinians and Israelis, both Hamas and Israelis, than allow Hamas to bring Israelis back to Gaza and then have political bar- bargaining power. Um, so instead of giving the enemy, you know, political bargaining power, just, you know, just, just shoot a couple Israelis. What's the big deal? That's how they see it. Um, so a lot of people have done research and reporting on this, namely, um, you know, the gray zone and that, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And they have put together reports from different Israeli media outlets and uh, international media outlets, um, and interviews from people who lived in these, um, areas and these communities right outside of Gaza and who were at the uh, music festival and they were getting shot at um, by, you know, helicopters. They had their, their houses were being shelled. These are not things that um, Hamas or um, the Palestinian militant groups have access of. Like they, they don't have helicopters. They don't have um, anything to shell a, an entire community. They have, you know, RPGs and they have guns. Um, and if you look at the damage done to a lot of these houses where a lot of the October 7th people were killed, these houses are destroyed. These houses are leveled. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot this is this points a lot of people to say, you know, the Israeli military kind of flipped the switch. They said, we don't want Hamas, our enemy, to have, you know, leverage over us. We don't want them to take any um, hostages. So let's just let's just kill everybody. Um and there are interviews in Israeli media where they're um, interviewing certain IDF soldiers and the soldiers will be being interviewed after October 7th and say, my superior told me um, to, to shoot at those few houses. And I told the superior, I said, I think there might be Israelis there. And he says, I don't care, just shoot. And so these are direct quotes from people who were fighting Hamas on October 7th. So people definitely died. Israelis definitely died. Israelis definitely were killed by um, Hamas. But the real question is how many? How many were killed by Hamas? How many were killed by Israel? And I think that's yeah. the main people that uh, the thing that people will argue over. Because I, I found it so crazy. I mean, Israel per capita, right, is the most heavily funded military. I, I mean, that's uh, oh, so, for sure. it's, it's so strange to me that Hamas I was which, even allowed to happen. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, it feels weird. If that's your number one thing is keeping Hamas out of Israel with the money <laughs> that you have, it's not a huge area in terms of the rest of the world um it, it seems strange that that's happened i immediately thought that the ukraine i my, my brain just i tend to get so divorced from like what actually happened i feel like it's kind of bad mm-hmm. but my brain just immediately goes okay ukraine thing stopped happening now it's time to do this and we're basically got a couple months of this before it's a new election basically almost a calendar year before the next election um and again can't vote on it but i i can see it being a huge tactic a, a good way for biden to save face too because biden's approval rating's not great it was a good way for him to just like cool well i'm gonna take care of israel you know what i mean like that's it's a good way because you and i can talk about this all the time but the average american boomer or mm-hmm. you know even gen x person is kind of like just kind of like yeah make sure that make sure israel's taken care of you know we don't want Mm anti-semitism to win right like that's essentially the (laughs) way they they would they would look at this i think the um the way biden is handling this like if you look at the polls and i don't look at them very closely but i I do see um numbers every few days this whole conflict the way biden is handling this um you know the democratic party is largely um supports palestine at least the younger the younger ones at least and so this is really, really, truly hurt him. 
Um, you know, I, I know people just, you know, people who I see when I get my coffee, just people around New York City who are clearly Democrats. They clearly voted for Joe Biden. I don't have to even ask. They even say, like, I'm not voting for that guy. Like, you know, what, what, what's more important than genocide, they'll say. Um, so it's I think there has to be something else. There has to be something else coming down the pipe that will, you know, give Biden, a, um, you know, an upper hand because it's definitely not this this conflict. No, I guess not. And and, you know, it just feels weird to see, like you you said, like after all this happens, there's this reaction. Um, there is there are. It doesn't seem like you get censored for being pro-Palestine on the internet the way that you did for saying that certain viruses escaped from, or you know, quote unquote, escaped from labs, um, or that certain uh, injections can cause uh, myocarditis and things like that. It doesn't feel like you get censored all that much. Like if you're just a person typing that in on the internet. However, like anybody with a platform, if they said they support Palestine, they were removed from their job a lot of times. You know, no, yeah, of course. And I mean, it's definitely not the same. Like, you know, you could have got kicked off Twitter simply for saying, you know, don't take the, the don't take the, the, the COVID shot. Um, and, you know, people are tweeting about Palestine all the time. I will say my account, once I landed um, in Israel, a couple of days later, I went to, you know, the West Bank and I tweeted one thing. And you can look at my Twitter even right now. Every tweet, every tweet that I tweeted while I was there. And since I came back until like a week ago, um, was behind a sensitive content warning. Even if I was, I mean, I made a silly joke about um, MSNBC with no no curse words, no gore, no anything. Every single one of my tweets was behind a sensitive content ban, which is, you know, that's some sort of censorship, of course. But there's a, another type of, you know, social censorship when it comes to Palestine, you know, like in the workplace. It's so easy for, um, you know, right now, uh, just a Jewish person in the workplace to see their colleague post something pro Palestine yeah. and say that they don't feel safe as a Jewish person in the workplace because this person's anti-Semitic, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I know people personally, and I'm sure uh, there's a bunch of people I don't know personally that have been reprimanded by their boss or told not to do this or fired because of a simple social media post that was seen by just another Jewish colleague. Not even like they're disturbing someone who's very powerful. It's just a colleague. I'm so glad my boss probably could not locate either country on the map uh i'm, <laughs> I I'm so glad uh yeah there would be like i is that a trucking company i have no idea uh but yeah no you'd see it I, again a little bit of a contrarian view in my head when i would see some of these people get fired i'd be like yeah but how did you feel when i didn't want to take a shot huh maybe setting that precedent wasn't a good idea because they would always say oh it's a private company they can do whatever they want private of company course. you gotta you gotta do that again no, I don't love the reason that it happened. I do love, like, I guess I like to teach people a lesson. Don't set a precedent just because you're angry in the moment. Don't set a precedent for for um, other bad things to happen. It will work its way back to you if you don't, if you aren't in a, if you aren't one of the, you know, top people in the world. It will come back to haunt you at some point. Um, once the once the pendulum swings or whatever it goes the other way and, and you're not uh, t riding the party line. I, I just, I people need to realize that and um yeah i just i think it's so you, so you went you went you went um i want to i want to know about this now have you ever been there before have you ever been in, in the past is your first time in israel no it's my first time um I, crazy i mean was it like i i've no, heard it, it was a lot yeah it was a yeah, lot uh, uh, you um, saw you did you see the worst of the worst stuff like did you did you really see i like, don't no no i didn't see the worst of the worst because i 
I wasn't, you know, they're not letting journalists into Gaza unless you, you know, are working for CNN and, right. you know, the, the state of Israel is fact checking and censoring every single one of your reports. They're not letting anyone in um, if you don't have um, government approval, which I couldn't get. But here, I'll start in the very beginning because it is kind of, um, it's telling how authoritarian um, Israel has become. Um, I went to the airport. I walked, I was 15 steps um, into the airport, going to the El Al airport gate, which is like the national Israeli airline, the government airline. And some lady with a thick Israeli accent, uh, she asked me if I'm going to Tel Aviv. Um, in the middle of the floor, I'm not even in, in any desk line or any line at all. I say, um, you know, I'm, yes, ma'am. She says, okay, come with me. And um, I go to this place where there's some guy um, also an Israeli. He has a laptop. Um, and I don't think this is this is legal, especially since they're clearly not Americans. We're in New York. They work for a government funded airline. I would assume these are some type of, you know, Israeli feds or intelligence personnel in some capacity. Um, and they ask normal questions at first. Um, and after telling them I'm a journalist, they go through my phone. Um, they ask me to show them my DMs. They go through all of my messages of all of my apps. Um, they watch the first few minutes of some of my reports. They ask wow. to see my Instagram, which is private. Um, and they watch one of my videos. This is in New York. This is at JFK Airport. She watched one of my videos from when I was in uh, Paris when they were having those economic um, yeah. riots. And I totally forgot I did this. But the report starts with me saying, former Rothschild investment banker and current French president, Emmanuel Macron, blah, 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 blah. But like I, I introduced Emmanuel Macron as a Rothschild, which is, you know, known as some, you know, anti-Semitic um, conspiracy. Oh. I mean, it's, it's entirely factual. Uh, she gave me the craziest look. She walked away with my phone. Um, she came back maybe... 45 minutes later, I was just standing there um, and she gave me the phone back. She asked to see my bag and she, she let me go. But it was truly an authoritarian start to my trip before yeah. I even got to Israel. I was in New York. Um, so that was the very, very beginning. So, okay. So you get there. Now, what do you do? Like, it's obviously, this isn't like, it's not the same as going to, I mean, East Palestine, right? Or it's not the same as going no. to uh, uh, even Hawaii, right? That was a big thing this is this is like this is the big leagues right where you're going right now this is this is this is not so, this is not a one-off event that's happening in a in a town somewhere this is a place that's used to being armed used to being you know secure used to being locked down um how how hard was it to do your job there it was like i i, I got out of the airport i got into a taxi i said you know i'm going to this place um and this is the first time that I spoke to an Israeli, like that I, I caught the vibe a little bit. And uh -huh. he turns around to me, says, are um, the first question, he goes, are you Jewish? Mm. I'm not even hello or where, like, that's his first question. And I, I say, well, you know, my, my mother was, she was Jewish. And he turns around in the car while the car is driving, big smile on his face. He says, welcome home. Wow. And I, I was blown away. I was like, oh, this is where I am right now. Okay. Um, and so I, I spent a good amount of time after I got there um, in the Palestinian villages of the, the West Bank. And some parts of the West Bank are as close as, you know, 20 miles from, from Gaza. So even there, you could hear, you know, distant explosions, bombs constantly, you know, kind of like the, thound, the sound of um, thunder. And they would fly the fighter jets really low in some parts of the West Bank. I would assume it's just, a, you know, an intimidation tactic to remind people that they're uh, kind of helpless. But in the West Bank, there's all these groups of people. They're, they're called settlers. You know, it's a, people say that all the time. Um, and the settlers are Jewish people. They're Israeli citizens. They're either from Israel or they're Jewish Europeans or Jewish Americans. And instead of living in Israel, 
they illegally put their compounds of houses on this Palestinian land in the West Bank illegally. And even though it's illegal by Israeli law and international law, it's entirely you know, financially supported by the Israeli establishment. They pay Jews to build their compounds on this land. They run water to them, electricity. They give them giant subsidies so they don't even have to work and they provide security. Um, and the Israeli state is willing to pay this money to them because they just want to expand. They just want a bigger Israel. Um, so they pay these people's entire lives um, just because they're essentially helping Israel grow geographically. So the very nature of these settlers is, you know, to take this land by force. That's why they're getting paid by the Israeli government, even though the Palestinians have, you know, the legal ownership deeds of their homes and blah, blah, blah. And after October 7th, the state of Israel turned all the settlers in the West Bank to military reservists. So these settlers um, were given rifles and long guns and drones and military uniforms and other equipment. And so these Palestinians, many of them, they were like cattle ranchers and farmers. Um, they always had to deal with these settlers, but now the settlers are armed to the teeth since October 7th. And since then, um, the settlers have just kicked 17 entire Palestinian villages to leave permanently. They kicked them out of their houses, out of their communities, off their land. And, you know, this is a buzzword we always hear. We always hear ethnic cleansing. Um, yeah. But, you know, that's exactly what this is happening in the uh -huh. West Bank. It's ethnic cleansing. They're, they're just kicking anyone who's not Jewish out of out of their houses. And they're totally allowed because after October 7th, um, no one, no law enforcement agency, no one is willing to enforce the law in the West Bank or stand up for the Palestinians. They kind of, the settlers are just given carte blanche. So I was just in all of these villages um, living with them for a while and and watching all of this happen. Yeah, and then the whole time you're thinking, like, man, all the work I do here, can I even post it on the internet, right? I mean, like, you, you, there's a chance that it just gets wiped <laughs> off. Like, I, I mean, especially if they're already flagging your account, just knowing that you're in the West, you know, West Bank and stuff like that, uh, scanning your stuff at the JFK airport, um, it's 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 kind of harrowing. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm I'm there. I'm all the, I'm I'm all the way over there, and. You know, I tweet a photo of a Palestinian village that has been ethnically cleansed. There's, you know, still children's toys everywhere. Um, the, the houses have been, you know, destroyed by the settlers so the, the Palestinians don't come back in time for them to get, you know, a, um, they get paperwork from the Israeli government to start building a settlement there. Um, but I take a photo of it and I post it on Twitter. And within 20 minutes, it's behind like a sensitive content warning. I'm like, I'm all the way over here and I can't even tweet a photo. Like, you know, 800 people have seen this photo. Like, what am I doing here? You know, it's the weirdest thing. I mean, even over here, like you think about like, OK, it's a huge problem. We redefine what anti-Semitism means mm -hmm. in a sense that if you are you take one side in a war, that means you're a, a violent anti-Semite that needs to be dealt with. And it's strange that people can't understand that okay this you see the commercials right they're like post the blue square they're doing the blue square now uh post the blue oh, square. i didn't see that i know I, oh I yeah 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 there's a blue square now um <laughs> I, and i saw it was really funny because there was one guy like they were showing who was posting it and they showed like one guy and it was like a black guy yeah I'm like, that guy's good not for him post the blue square. <laughs> that guy he's like i posted the blue square i was like no you did not show me like you know show me your account <laughs> that you did i don't think you did um but you know he was it's, it, it's a commercial where they're like, yeah, anti-Semitic. They make up this number. It's like 180%. It's up. So you're like, okay, I guess it is. Wait, was that saying the NFL I'm, game? I remember seeing I, that. I, that's where I probably, I mean, yeah. it's the only TV I actually watch is, is that. So I, I'm sure it was. Um, <laughs> I need to know how they ran those numbers. I just, yeah, I, I, I know. I, like, no, I did see, I, I did see how they like, um, yeah. cause like Congress passed, um, bills, um, 
you know, saying that anti-Semitism has been up, you know, 1,800%, et cetera, et cetera. And you look at um, the Anti-Defamation League and how they got those numbers, they considered every pro-Palestine protest yeah. um, a public display of anti-Semitism. So you had, you know, hundreds of these protests yeah. happening. Of course, it's up. There's, there's, there were no protests before. Now there's a bunch. Yeah, a big, big, big journalist tweets it, you know, like a big journalist tweets something that doesn't, you know, uh, glorify Israel that could be skewed as anti, you know, there's all, all these things are on the rise. And and I just remember, like, I don't know, I, I, I hear some people talk about it. It's like, oh, yeah. And like, anti-Semitism is on the right. I'm like, and they think it's people in like the Nazi boots, like walking around in America. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't really see that. Sorry. Yeah. Like, I, I just, I. I don't know. I don't I'm not that's not adding up to me. But yeah, like you see people that speak out and then immediately Chase Bank will tweet and be like, well, this person's not banking here anymore. And you're like, <laughs> OK, it sounds like the power dynamics been established in a sense, like and that's something you're not supposed to point out. But I get that, like, OK, if this is about power, right, if this is about this, like there's this anti-semitist thing is in power right now i'm like i don't know that that's true <laughs> you know like if 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 people can freeze all your accounts you can yeah. and even if some it's not even like saying the jewish people own that it's saying that whoever owns that it's in their best interest to be pro-israel so they will then censor uh you know uh get rid of if, if everything's done on your phone it's quite easy it's all centralized and um every app on your phone most of those apps are pro-Israel, uh, if you ask them. So it's mm -hmm. like it's uh, kind of scary. It's like kind of like a Whitney Webb style dystopia um, um, for anybody that's trying to truly make noise. I don't think we're there yet, thank God. But um, it's just it, it's and the scary. the anti-Semitism like that has been that was used in order to establish Israel. You know, this is like this is not a new thing. This is the the thing that they will go to first. I was just reading a book and it was explaining how um, before Israel was established, um, before World War II really got going, there was so much anti-Semitism in Poland. And there were Zionists in Poland who wrote letters to the prime minister and to the government. And they were saying, listen, you guys um, are starting to write, um, you guys are saying there's too many Jewish people here. You're saying that you don't um, like how the Jewish people think. You don't think that they... Um, have the same culture as the Polish people, blah, blah, blah. Um, they were drafting anti-Jewish legislation. And this guy was saying he was a Zionist. He was a Jewish guy. He said, how about um, we just start sending the Jews um, to, to, to get them out of your country for you? You don't want them anymore. Let's send them to Palestine. So the whole idea, he was saying, you don't have to be, um, not every Jew hater um, is an anti-Zionist. Jew haters can be Zionists because they might be helping us build Israel. So this whole idea of using anti-Semitism um, to promote the state of Israel, it has it was used to establish the entire state. Yeah, it's just it's weird. Anytime somebody comes out with this new cause, like demographic X is being discriminated against, and you're like, okay, n literally all things that have actually caused harm in the world is just like straight up are the people we put in charge just fucking over the whole population i'm so tired of hearing about this person this group right here and there therefore support this cause vote this vote that and it's like ah, i see what you're trying to do thanks yeah, uh yeah yeah it's like i i know i know what the, i know what true evil is i went through 2020 through yeah. now still. like i know <laughs> exactly. what true evil is i know who's doing it 
Thanks. Um, but uh, you wanted to talk about this, and I, I'm glad we haven't brought this guy up in a while. In a while, um, I hadn't heard a lot from RFK lately, um, and he likes his. He's a big Israel guy. Um, a big Israel uh, guy. I saw him on um, Dave Smith the other day, and it was. A, I it watched was a, that as well. That was a. It was like seven seconds of just dead <laughs> air when they asked him about Israel, and he was like, "Thought we weren't going to do that." Yeah, and just and and wait, what show is this? The Dave Smith show. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was uh, he was on and like Dave Smith yeah. uh, he doesn't play around with that cuz he this is that's his money going over there Dave Smith doesn't play. Uh He's with, great. Uh, yeah, yeah he's no, I, I'm I a big big fan. I would love to talk to him sometime. He's he's really funny yeah. and 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 I think he's I don't he's think he's genuine. ever said anything where I'm like, "No, nah, that's yeah. I'm not down. like I don't genuine. Agree, yeah, he's but genuine. I'm like, he's super yeah. clear-eyed about everything. Yeah, and he you know, look, I I Cy and I, you, Jeremy as well, we've all been fans of RFK's work, what he's done for a lot of things. That mm-hmm. that has always been an issue. He's always been pro-Israel to like a crate like to a crazy degree. Um, yeah. and also now I don't see, you know, I do see him talk about like pharma and stuff and stuff that is shooting him to the top in popularity and um and and all that. Now I just see like climate change in Israel now, and I'm like, cool, man, this is yeah, kind of hope that dude. <laughs> Can you imagine if he wasn't that way? He'd probably be murdered already. You know, oh, yeah. sure. one thing yeah. one, keeping him hanging on by a thread. Dude. Climate change in Israel, yeah. my two favorite yeah. things. Yeah, just yeah. come on. Like I, I just, yeah, I don't know. What do, What are your thoughts on that, Jeremy? Just, just I mean, like, I I used to work for him. I I did a lot of research for the real Anthony Fauci. Like I really think like Children's Health Defense, the organization. <laughs> that's very nice of you. yeah it's great but i mean all that aside all great stuff yeah that, that's no he, he's great and and children's health defense is truly suing the fda and the cdc yeah. and google and facebook like they're actually yeah. you know educating mothers they're they're truly saving children's lives i i really believe that um uh-huh. but i and i also i i don't believe what he's doing right now like the israel shtick he, when he speaks, I mean, this is just like, this is truly just an opinion. When he speaks about, you know, corporate capture or, you know, cleaning up the, the, the rivers, when he talks about so many things, um, turnkey totalitarianism, he's always talking about big tech, et cetera. Um, he speaks with such passion and you could see it in his eyes that he really believes what he's saying. And I feel like when he's talking about Israel, it's like he's reading a script, like someone's holding a gun under the table. It's the same thing, no matter what, like I, it's, it's still bad. I just don't believe that he actually believes what he's saying because he just says it so differently than when he's talking about every other um, thing that he's been talking about for his entire life. Yeah, the yeah. tone is way different. It's, yes. Because he, he's such an authentic guy. You could tell he's really coming from mm-hmm. his heart space on a lot of this. And yeah, it's like received, like when Max Bloom like received wisdom almost, you know, or some mm-hmm. weird script like you allude to. Yeah, and it's like he doesn't. I remember he had that one. He didn't show up to to Max's show. I saw that was that thing. Like he just like didn't show up on him. And it's like yeah, because he probably didn't really feel like defending that for an hour. You know, mm-hmm. like it can only hurt. It can only hurt. It can only hurt exactly. It can only like if a video goes viral of you looking like a, a an idiot and a jerk and an uninformed, um, you know, uh, uninformed guy. Like it's not it's not going to help you. So you might as well just um, cancel. People will talk shit because you canceled, and then it'll be over in a week. But um uh, yeah. i feel like i mean even he's been i don't know if you've been seeing he's hanging out with that guy um rabbi shmuley have you seen that <laughs> that guy 
Yes, I have, and I I have to mute just because I'm I'm trying to be a better person. You know, I I just I I don't know. I I just start things you see. I'm like that. That's real. I mean, you it know? is like that's... when this when this happened, it was like he um he said something positive about the Pink Floyd guy, um Roger Waters. Roger Waters, yeah. And then um right after that, he <laughs> um was caught on um videotape telling a group of people that there's a scientific paper that argues that Ashkenazi Jews and Chinese people um, have better COVID outcomes. And he was saying, you know, yeah, I don't know what right. it means, but it just, it shows you that viruses yeah. can be ethnically targeted. I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. And it was filmed by a New York post reporter and it, right. it went viral. And so within like hours, day, definitely days, he was accused of being, you know, anti-Semitic. He was accused of, of, you know, hating Jews. Um, I mean, even the, the Democratic Party, a hundred Congress people signed a letter um, likening him to Adolf Hitler. That, that happened. So, you know, he, like to prove that he wasn't anti-Semitic, he began saying that he is going to be the most fervent supporter of Israel out of any of the presidential candidates ever. Like he, he just went the entire opposite direction um, instead of, you know, putting his feet down. And so that's when he started hanging out with that rabbi Shmuley, who was like a crazy fake rabbi television show host. Um, <laughs> it's, it's the most silly thing. This rabbi, yeah. like you're running a presidential campaign. This rabbi has a daughter. Oh, well, he, he's, this rabbi has written a, a thing called, um, it was, it's called uh, Shalom in the Home. It's about oh, having yeah. sex as, as Orthodox Jews. Um, and his daughter runs a, a Jewish sex toy um, store. I don't really know what that is, but that's what she claims it is. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's insane. <laughs> you're running a presidential campaign uh, and you're walking around with a guy um, to prove you're, you're not anti-Semitic who wrote a book called Shalom in the Home about Orthodox Jewish people having sex and who has a daughter with a, a kosher sex store. It's like the most you know, inappropriate thing for a presidential candidate to be seen with this guy over and over and over. He just had a, um, a talk with him in New York. It was him, Rabbi Shmuley and Sheldon Adelson, who was like the biggest funder of the Republican party and the Likud party in Israel, oh, yeah. his wife. So it was those three. It's like a, an insane, an insane triple threat. Um, yeah. so I don't know what's happening with him, but it really is, um, unfortunate because it's so crazy how he could be such a, um, defender of you know of just like the entire freedom movement and especially children's rights and at the same time he's supporting something that's killing tri children by the thousands right. um yeah. over there and i know we need to separate domestic policy and foreign policy but it kind of is domestic policy when you're saying i'm going to give israel everything and anything they need it's like that's our money you know that is domestic policy yeah. And, so, and also, it's just, it's a failure of a platform to me is when, like, all this money needs to go to climate change. All this money goes needs to go to Israel. And, like, right now, like, people can't afford anything. You know, it's just it's just it just seems dumb to me. It doesn't. I get it. Why he's doing it. It's not dumb for him to do that because there is a way <laughs> that that checks a lot of boxes. Those are two big ops, in my opinion. Mm -hmm, right exactly. Now, is climate and that. But for people that were excited about him and I was always tentative in a sense that I just wanted him to boost certain topics shake things out. up yeah shake of it course. up just boost certain topics. i did not see him as a viable candidate i just don't think we'll ever have an anti-vax president i just i just don't think it. it's gonna happen wish. 
we can wish and we can at least hope that maybe they're a part of certain things yeah. but i just was kind of like no i i didn't ever saw it as as, as that way it was always going to be trump versus biden to me um and but but it was nice to do that but now i just don't i feel like losing that bark a little bit like you know and losing that or i should say losing the bite a little bit when when um when when after october 7th i mean we all saw it and i'd completely forgotten about that uh paper that he had uh talked about with uh the you know ethnically targeted mm -hmm. viruses that was that is interesting that is kind of a turning point uh the only news yeah, I saw it, about RFK was all those Instagram videos he liked. <laughs> I'm like, uh, dog, you know, dog. I, I, oh, the, I the know. TikTok. He said, he said, wow. Yeah, he said, whoa. He said, wow, <laughs> and, it, and it was, uh, it was the yeah. one with the smiley face with all the hearts around. Yeah, it. Uh, that was a good one. And he was like, do you? Th he blamed his intern, which perhaps is, perhaps is true. I could see that. <laughs> I, I could see that. But then also, I like. I was funny when I saw like MAGA people like using that against them because they view him as like a threat to steal votes from Trump. Um, mm. And there were like a lot of like MAGA accounts going like, just, just like a Kennedy, disgusting. <laughs> like they were doing, they were doing this thing. And I'm like, dog, if you I, like, we have, you're going for Trump, dude. Like, yeah. like, like what the, who cares? Like, yeah, I like, thought we were I, past this. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> the Me Too movement literally is like against your boy and yeah. anybody who supports him. Like yeah. it was literally created to stop that, and as a result of him winning, and you want to me too a Kennedy? Like, come on! Yeah. If, if Trump just... if Trump posted on like a TikTok of a girl's like um, butt, wow, with heart yeah. eyes emojis, that would Dude, make me think of him so much years. more. Yeah, I would like him so much more. That's so funny. He should. Of course. Uh, should, he should like he should allow for pictures on truth social and just also like, wow. Yeah. I mean, was he wrong? Dude, come yeah. On. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, like, like respect. Oh, yeah. like, respect. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, have you like, seen just, this? Like another this kind of like I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't care if it was like who cares. But there is a, a New York Post article from like 2008, um, and they got a um, they got a hold of Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s um, journal, personal journal. Oh, he was yeah, like given yeah. to him. Yeah, so he's. I mean, in terms of you know people who are easy to you know get blackmail on or take advantage yeah, of. Yeah. I mean, he has a very serious sex addiction. Clearly, like it was, it was in these papers. Like he would, he was married at the time, and he was so um, he hated his sex addiction so much that if he was on his way home from a party and he um, had sex with a lady, he would write in his journal like he was the victim. He would write in his journal, got yeah. mugged on the way home from dinner, and mugged meant he had he gave into his sexual. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, right. I mean. He's like, it's if anyone is easy to take advantage of, it's someone who's that crazy about having yeah. sex with any woman they meet. You know, you just honeypot the guy. I it's it's wild. And like, I follow I follow some really cool like YouTube channels uh, that are obsessed with the UFO file. Um, okay. And and it's and it's uh, the way they it's it's kind of like a catch all thing for a lot of these guys um, where it's like, you know, Trump wasn't Trump didn't reveal the Kennedy assassination stuff. Um, like he said, he was going to because of the UFO file implications, because that was one of the reasons Kennedy got assassination assassinated. And there's all these ties to like Oswald working at like, you know, like uh, space tech. And so there's actually a lot of interesting things about it. But I just they're 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 really interested in what like Robert Kennedy's doing right now because of the his ties to the UFO file. Obviously, um, if they're if they're correct, <laughs> that's uh, he's a he's a big one. So uh, it's. It, it's quite interesting. I, to be honest, it sounds crazy when I say it, but like they, 
they they're not just speculating a lot of times like there there are a lot of people with ties and i'm like yeah i'm sure there's something you know i'm sure there's something there um so that that, ties to what Um, so so like there's always been you know top secret like disclosure stuff that's been threatened they think kennedy was threatening to disclose um uh, he got then he got shot so bobby in a similar fashion now they even think that the ops of like well the mob did it you know the, the even the alternative thing like they're mm-hmm. there's they're just they're leaving one big part and that's there's the ufo file and stuff and like they get into like you know it's it's fun it's entertaining stuff but the anyways i i only say that to say this like it's just it's interesting with rfk like running for president and he has like just all these angles like everybody's got an angle for him like some people want him for children's health defense some people want him for you know the kennedy aspect some people want him for the ufo stuff. like these guys genuinely are just like i just want to see him get in and like release you know ufo stuff like to avenge you know his family i'm like i I don't know about that but (laughs) i just i don't know if that's gonna single issue voter single issue yeah but i respect it that's funny yeah i respect it so um i will see people say like he's ruining he's ruining his campaign with this israel stuff um with this climate change stuff but that's that's not how you ruin a campaign that's like you will you will more likely to be put in office if you bend a knee with some of these issues well it's crazy how how i was thinking about this the other day how how complete the propaganda is to where a bunch of boomer democrats are against a kennedy you know, it's like it's so complete yes. the, the propaganda. It's like it's com- it's completely f- factored in at this point. It's crazy. they love their doctors more than being Democrats a lot of times, dude. Yeah, like, they really do. <laughs> like it's yeah. I if you talk to anybody that demographic, not anybody, but you know, a lot of them, they're just like, why would you go against the doctors, dude? Like, yeah. Why would you? That's it's just that simple. They don't have any ammo. They just say, why are you going against the doctors, idiot? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. that's that's their defense. And then they just don't they shut down when you say something back. Um, but it, but it is good. It, no, uh, it's just it is good that he's going on CNN and Fox and MSNBC and Joe Rogan and just talking about you know yeah. corporate capture of our regulatory agencies. Just these all these ideas that we are very like we know a lot about. You know a lot of the ideas and dissolving illusions that vaccines you know didn't solve a lot of the yeah. issues that we're dealing with. Um, it's yeah. just that's that's a good idea to put out there, whether you win or lose, and whether you like oh, Israel yeah. or not. That's all it's for. He's got a last name that everyone knows, and he can he's saying things that like aren't really even like watered down versions of what I believe. It's like actually verbatim. Uh, no, that's one thing I respect about him. He's like not he doesn't speak like a like a baby. He doesn't speak in really like even layman's terms. Like he he speaks like an expert and like an adult. And yeah, it's really nice to hear that, especially coming from somebody you know uh, running for office. Absolutely. From the five to the six, we be in the mix. With a rickety paint job on the web. I need food for the kids, money for the I want to talk about Neuralink because every time you've come on, you've talked about we've talked about Mux the last couple times. Last time it was a little bit of Twitter stuff, but I believe the first guy got chipped with Neuralink uh, recently. And it's funny when you see like guys like Lex Friedman be like lucky in the replies. You're like, 
You it's already so are Neuralink. You literally <laughs> that's, already are. That's funny. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> like you were probably he's probably conceived like in some Futurama last thing or something. I don't even think that guy's real. So I, I just laughed. But yeah, it's it's so cringe the stuff that you see. And then like, of course, Elon the other day is talking about we need a carbon tax um, and and all that, which is just, it's crazy that he can be chipping people, actually chipping people. Um, has Dude. so many policy proposals that are so similar to like the World Economic Forum and the ruling elite. And still, you know, he just has to say, yes, exclamation point on a tweet that criticizes, you know, trans people. And yeah. you have every, every like MAGA guy, every, yeah. everyone you know saying, like, thinks he's a savior. It's so, it's crazy. This is like an old school RC episode. Got us three on it. We're talking about, how, cause we've been on this for a minute, how it's like, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't no. Really we probably. Have, I probably have said that before. It's, just, it's so like hold no, yes exclamation for no, every day. That's all. They're immune. To, they got beaten down pretty hard. Like the MAGA people, they got beaten down pretty hard. I'll give them that. There, any any um, and I'm actually probably the most sympathetic towards them out of us three. Like I I I like Trump. <laughs> like I do. And but right. the funny the the thing about it is the uh they've been beaten down a lot. So the, any form of flattery that comes their way, they just take it and they're like, mm-hmm. you're my best friend now, and they yeah. and they do that. And they latch on. They yeah, they're latch. they're this they're they're a very passionate <laughs> yeah. group. Like Trump's doing no, really course. well right now. I mean, there's a like, lot of redeemable yeah. like a lot of redeemable yeah. qualities of like the MAGA people. But, but Elon Musk makes electric fucking cars, dude. You don't even <laughs> like those. And uh, like, of course, he's going to yeah. want a carbon tag. Of course, he's going to be into climate change. His business is built off climate change. Yeah. Like, like the personality, it- the personality cult is so strong that if someone talks shit about a Tesla, which is a climate change car. The it MAGA is. people will, will defend it immediately. I yeah. know because it's epic science. It's it's, yeah. it's, epic, it's <laughs> like it. it's epic, like MIT science. Like this is high IQ. Um, you know, South African man makes you know car sustainable vehicle, um, and he hates libtards like me. Which again, there's parts of it where I'm like, okay, I I see what you're saying, but anyways, Neuralink chipping the brain. I what do you know about Neuralink? Like that, that what it's what it's trying to do, what what he says it does and what what really we think could happen with it. The actual technology behind Neuralink, I feel like I'm not super versed on it. I mean, but the idea of, you know, transhumanism and normalizing the idea of merging the computer and the brain um, and biologically, it's it's. I mean, it's not like they're not, they can censor my tweets, but with a chip in my brain, they can censor my thoughts, which is like, sounds silly, but that's exactly what's happening. Um, And it's it's already a thought crime. It's already, it's it's just so on the nose, you know? And yeah, I I could just say, I don't even need to know anything about it, but just knowing about who these people are, I know that they, I know that their understanding of biology and neuroscience far overestimates their ability to actually put a chip in your brain <laughs> and the, the the claims that they're making are going to be oversold and uh the dangers are going to be undersold just like every other aspect of every uh angle of this topic you know that, is, that we've ever yeah. discovered is always the same always the fucking same yeah. yeah i'd put my whole life on it would you got <laughs> i i asked this on twitter but i just want to know yeah. i, I want to talk okay would you rather participate in the Pfizer clinical trials for COVID uh, the vaccine or get shipped Neuralink? Okay. Um, so it's either 
get um, the COVID vaccine or get uh, a chip in my brain. But like the early, like we're like in development, you're in the clinical trials, like even not even the product trials. that hit the market. Yeah. Like the product that hit the market, we already have issues, like so many issues with, but like before they, I'm assuming that they even made any changes. I'm uh, excited to hear with, with what you guys say, but I truly think I would take the, I would take the shot. Yeah. So um, I, I actually, I feel yeah. like I could like, you know, some way I could, you know, detoxify, it's, do something. I feel like if the chip's in me, the chip's in me. For me, I, yeah. I, I believe in I believe in some forms of reincarnation. So I'm just let's speed it up at that point. That's the yeah. way I feel. Let's put me in the trials. <laughs> like I'm just like let's start over because life sucks right now. Well, and ir- ironically, <laughs> there's no way we'd know this. It wouldn't make sense for this bet. But ironically, the Pfizer trials is where they used their dankest uh, shit with the least amount of side effects, and then they switched over to process B for manufacturing. So technically you had a good shot of surviving the trials because they actually were super careful with their production. Oh, you know? wow. Yeah. So it's like, actually, well, yeah, so you got to get kind of good if you're I, in the trials. Had to yeah. go, okay, so to perhaps yeah. framing the wrong. Now, I was, I could see a person yeah. being like, nah, dude, I will never put that shit on my body. I'll get the Neuralink chip. Like, maybe it's not yeah. as bad as I think. And then uh, the minute they get it in, they're like, huh, I just got the thought. I should go to CVS. Yep. Two for get one. A, get a COVID vaccine <laughs> now that I've yeah. shipped. It sounds great. I don't I mean, know why. It just popped into my head. If yeah. the chip can control my thoughts, like I rather, I rather die with my own thoughts than get chipped and I'll be dying. I'm thinking like, oh man, you yeah. know, who knows what I'm thinking? I'm th- I might be saying, you know, Elon Musk tried to save me, but he couldn't. <laughs> it's yeah. this, yeah, hundred. It's this and the the Apple VR headset. I'm. It's just a hard line in the sand for me. No. What's the Apple one? What's the what's the, like? Just I don't know. The goggles, what that is. you know, just the fucking goggles, and it just tells you like the thing I see. You know, the thing on Twitter I saw was like the you put it on and then it shows you your left hand side of your stove. It's got five minutes left, and your right hand it's got seven minutes left. Like you'd be cooking with that, and you need two timers to show in virtual reality. But my girlfriend showed me this like TikTok or something of the this like boomer woman puts it on, and she immediately freaks out. And starts running. She's in her apartment or house, kitchen. Whoa. She puts it like her her daughter puts it on. She's like, here, try this out. Puts it on. She's all immediately goes, What's that? And bolts headfirst into her fucking microwave. And the thing shatters and completely destroys it in one second. It's like you, you forgot you were in your kitchen in one second <laughs> and just fucking <laughs> ran into it. It's like, holy shit. Man. Yeah, yeah that, that that's uh no but but truly like with we get back to to Neuralink like the mm. the the it's supposed to what Elon says it's supposed to do is like for people who have like paralysis mm-hmm. um I think maybe dementia or like any kind of cognitive thing it could be a way to gain you know use uh, or perhaps send messages to the limbs that that or whatever whatever's paralyzed i mean i i don't know the exact term I, that's his idea is that it's just going to heal people but i'm like okay i can see that being an event and, and making a bunch of money off of it because that would be life-changing uh my dad had parkin or has parkinson's and he had a similar thing done and it looks to be working really well um it's more of just a wiring thing that happens where uh to stop like certain shaking and uh uh, calibrate his balance and mm-hmm. stuff and it, and it looks like it works now to me it's like I, i'm trying to think of what Neuralink maximalism looks like where i mean I, even i mean musk says like i mean he's quoted so many times saying Neuralink will save the human race 
Uh, it's cool. like when we're talking about like we, we, like if we're doing something to the entire human race, even though you're saying saving, like this is too much. I'm sorry. I, I, that's why I hate these people. They all think we're they all think we're so we like truly all these people that are like AI maximalist, you know, Neuralink maximalist. I'm like, how bad do you think we are we're constructed, man? Like just that we need like all these shots and all these and chips to move. That's <laughs> yeah, they think you know. And if I mean, they're saying that like you know there are these few you know, neurological disorders that the chip can help you with. And like, but like next you say like, okay, well, there's a few, you know, mental disorders that the chip can help you with. Next you say there's a few um, social behaviors that are, you know, the they're because of your head's wrong um, that the chip can help you with. And before you know it, like if you break the law, you get a chip. If you think these things, yeah. you get a chip. Like it, it doesn't stop. It's just, it's, they just blame something on your brain and say like, we can fix it with a chip. And as long as it's, you know, as, as long as people choose to get the chip or not, it's like, I, I don't think that will last very long. Just like um, you don't choose to get a vaccine. And what if, what if you, what if you have a neurological issue because you got heavy metals in your brain is the chip? How does the chip fix that? Yeah. Oh, Put a titanium a chip. Right? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. not real. The heavy yeah. metals in the brain is just not that's real. It's, yeah. Yeah. It didn't yeah. happen. They don't go there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they don't. They will solve those thoughts. They, yeah. they, uh, they go outwards of the brain. They just go <laughs> to the. Yeah, it's, metals are very brain conscious. Uh, yeah. uh, and uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm just. Anytime I see this stuff, I'm always just like, guys, you guys know this is dumb, right? And everyone's like, what? I mean, is it like yeah. you know? It's kind of. I, I get it. Like, and I, I. That's how you would introduce it to the market is a, as a life saving medical tool for people with a certain condition. Of course, you're trying to help people. These yeah. people don't. You know, these people are going to live a horrible life without this. You know, without my grand technology. Um, but it's. I mean, obviously, it's going to be introduced that way. How else would you introduce it? Um, but even in the trials, you know, in the last two years and five years ago. When they're doing trials, the monkeys, they're all dying. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I wonder who this – I haven't read his name. I don't know if his name exists. I don't know if it's public um, information. Who got the chip? Because the only way it was um, – there's no press release. Um, all of the articles online are just quoting Musk's tweet that says we just chipped someone. Um, it's very, you know, I don't want to say um, – it's just unprofessional. Like there's no, you go to the Neuralink website, there's no press releases that we chip somebody. Um, there's no interviews with, um, you know, the CEO of the company or the scientists of the company. It's just Musk's tweet that's that's causing all of this um, news storm. Yeah. What's the yeah. interface? What's the, what's the. Well, yeah, he said you know, he didn't like, know. What part of the brain does it work on and what does it instruct it to do? And what are the, again, the, his whole thing is, is he's not going to stop it. He's addicted to this giant market share. Everything he does is about trying to get into the most hands of the most people possible, whether it be cars or social media or different shit like that, or, you know, making humans go into space or whatever. It's it's not like some, we're just want to solve this one neurological issue and then be done with it. That's such a small, tiny, tiny fraction of the human population. Right, I just don't think there's a the market. I feel like he no. wants such a bigger market than that. Yeah. That's what scares me. It's like, you know, yeah. the Tesla cars aren't just for like the South Park Prius people, you know, like they're for everybody yeah. eventually. I saw the truck on the street the other day in Los Gatos, the, the Tesla truck, and mm -hmm. there was just a bunch of people just taking pictures as though as though Jesus returned. Yeah. Like it was it was just um I couldn't believe it. I was like, that thing's stupid. 
Like it's <laughs> it's not cool. It's it's it doesn't look cool. It doesn't seem to do anything other than like like I, whatever I need from a truck, a you know a current regular truck like seems to do what I would want. I don't need that. Um, but let's you can't let's you can't tow shit with the truck. The battery li- life goes Dude, to like zero. Well, you can't tow. If you got a Tesla yeah. truck, somebody else is moving your shit for you. Um, <laughs> I remember like I was like talking about this on Twitter a couple like a while back when I and I was like, yeah, the truck's not going to work because you can't. People that use trucks need to tow shit, and they were like, do people actually use trucks for that? I'm like, well, yeah, some people do. You know, that's a like, lot of people do, everyone. of course. Yeah, like definitely, some people use truck, trucks for towing shit. It's like, well, that's have the you other have you ever seen um, the movie that was like uh, produced by the Obamas on Netflix? Leave and, it all I behind. Haven't, I haven't seen it yet. I uh, there's a scene where um, <laughs> Teslas, um, hundreds of them, um, are self driving themselves into a traffic jam, and they're all just crashing and, and uh, killing everybody. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's really like it, it is a, it's a, a a movie that I would love for you guys to watch and talk about it because there are so many, so many um, crazy um, omens in that in the in the movie, and it was produced by some of the most powerful people in our government. So it's great. That was crazy seeing the credit. I've seen like the credit card thing that like slides the sequence where it says like produced by Barack and Michelle Obama. I was like, yeah. oh, cool. good for them. Yeah, yeah so good. Are they, for- are they taking an anti-Tesla stance? The Obamas is what's like what's the, no? I, I, I think I, I think it wasn't like a more of a stance. I mean, I don't know if we believe in this, but you know, that it's kind of like it seemed like the idea of like predictive programming. Like, oh, okay. um, look, these people, um, they live right outside the city. There's, um, there's a, a crazy terrorist attack. Um, and yeah. um, everything's broken. No one can, can communicate with each other. Thank God these people aren't in the city. But even outside the city, um, they're, they're fucked. And the Teslas aren't working. The cell phones aren't working. Um, the only thing that they can use is radio. Um, the Trump people, the, the conservatives um, out, outside New York City, um, they have already stashed food, they have guns, they're protecting their houses, um, and that it seemed like more of a, um, like uh, something to come more than it was like um, propaganda of how they want you to act. Wow. Um, I'm just picturing, you know, Musk world 20, 2042, the year is 2042. You come out of your house, you look up in the air. It's a beautiful day. Um, it's simulated, but it's a beautiful day. Uh, it's kind of like a planetarium thing going on. You're just, you're just looking up. Perhaps you're in Israel or something. It's just a big dome and you're, and you're looking up, uh, you take a, you, you look out, your, your Tesla truck is charging, um, in record time. It'll be ready by the time you need to go to work. Um, oh wait, you're not but going will, to work, but, work but it will home. only take you so far as work. It won't go any. Further. Yeah. And you actually work at home. I don't even know what I'm thinking. Like you work at home. <laughs> um, and then you take a bite, you, you pick up one of your, uh, Bill Gates appeal apples, you take a big mm. bite of it. Um, and you think how much better it is and how there's, there'll never be a worm that touches it. And you're just like, man, life is good. Life is good. Actually, it can't be bad because the chip won't let me. Ever. It, won't, it won't let me think bad thoughts. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's Musk so, World 2042. Uh, um, no, I don't know. I don't know. I hate being the guy that's like, actually, it's all going to be this and that. But talk to Corey Morningstar. She's right about a lot of stuff. Like whether whether, you know, you always want somebody to warn of the danger of it. And I don't want this like it, Musk thinks it's this idea that like if everybody's like it's like this kind of like 
almost all big tech kind of like draconian tech does come from like organic hippie thought a lot of times i feel like where it's like if we're all vibrating on the same you know frequency like we can do this and it's like what if we just jam the chip and that's the frequency into your brain and like what if we just do this and and it's like i get i i I wonder if genuinely he's like i actually think i'm saving the world or he's like actually i'm just evil you know i don't know i mean i i i I don't believe that what he tweets is genuine i don't think he actually hates libs and and thinks like trump is cool like i i I think that this is all uh you know it's it's all an act to get public support on the most like one of the most nefarious men in in american politics i think you're i think you're exactly right so my last question for you we have uh it's election election year um Mm. it's coming up uh it'll be here before we know it i i don't like election years anymore the 49ers and the chiefs are playing in the super bowl which is literally the super bowl that happened uh a month before march of 2020 um an election year uh should have i mean it's 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 all seeming to happen again are we going to get a big false flag this year dude you don't have to say what it is you don't have to make any big claims but there's got to be one big false flag thing to get a free and fortified election i think i definitely think that something is i know it sounds like a a fake answer but i do think that something is going to happen um and i don't think it's i mean things always happen so i don't think that's really a, a crazy thing to assume um, but you have Donald Trump running again. There's so many false flags against Donald Trump. Um, the guy in the White House currently, he's barely conscious. Um, there's a, a giant war happening. It's just like there's got to be something that shakes everybody up and and gets them on the same page. COVID got everybody on the same page to you know f- fight fight the virus. Um, and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that something similar was going to happen. I know they're talking about you know disease X, um, and planning mm-hmm. for disease X at the World Economic Forum. And disease X is just you know the name that they're giving whatever the next pandemic might be. But the fact that they're um, dedicating an entire three days at a week long um, summit in Davos to a pandemic that they don't know uh, supposedly they have no idea when it's going to happen. You know, it could know, happen just, in thirty years. So it seems just, like it's going to happen. Are they just on? Go, are they just on like GoDaddy buying like domain names for diseases? And they're just like, <laughs> it's going to every four years. We just got to roll one out, and then they make the boomers scared to go vote. They're a lot like, less creative, uh, creative than I thought they were. You know, yeah. it's, it's I guess say X. News, I can't get over the X part. Is everything X now? Is that what we're yeah. going to do? Uh, yeah. it's just everything's going to be X. We're going to have disease. Gonna be X is, it. it's, it's horrible branding for for the social media platform. It is. It's, yeah. It is horrible branding, and then how do you censor, right? So if Save Disease X becomes a thing, which we don't, we're right now, oh, no. we're not saying that's going to be a thing. How do you algorithmically censor on the platform X people speaking about Disease X being fake or something? Like, it's, yeah, it's kind of interesting when you think about it. You're like, because you, <laughs> you you had COVID, you had coronavirus, but like Disease X, it's like, well, I was talking about Twitter, you know, like yeah. I was talking about the the thing that's now I I don't call yeah. it X, but like it's a blight on our society, actually. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. On our landscape. What's know. up with the fatigue of all that question? That last question got me thinking yeah. of just knowing that something crazy is going to happen every few years in our lifetime until we die. It's just the the nature of how it is now. Not even and not even like world history, but just this false flag fatigue. You know, it's kind yeah, of it's so it's... it's so tiring, and it's also so <laughs> the the propaganda doesn't work as well anymore when it keeps when it keeps happening. Like if another yeah. 
if another pandemic happened, way less people that went yeah. all in on the first one would go all in on this one. Agreed. Um, which yeah. good twenty so percent like, at least, you know, and be like, at least. Yeah. I mean, even in New York, like the most liberal place, like I don't think that yeah. my liberal neighbors would be freaking out, you know, washing their gro- washing their grocery bags, triple masking. I just don't believe it. I don't see it happening. Yeah. So we that's something like they they're thinking they're saying to these experts like they're thinking years into the future and they were before. So I, I'm wondering, like, what it's if it's not a pandemic, what what, what is it? Because I could have never guessed a pandemic before covid. So, like, maybe there's another thing that's not a pandemic that they have an idea about that I couldn't even imagine. There's always, you know, the big, you know, demons, you know, big gun stuff. There's always gun stuff that can happen. I, I mean, a nice, sad, a nice shooting. Sadly, I do think that'll happen, but that's not enough to be like, there's going to be a mass shooting this year. Uh, you know, yeah. the, uh, that's duh. But like, there's, yeah, there's just something, there's something on the horizon. Like, I, I, I even think I've been thinking you know okay, you go ahead. You I just it? think I just think one of, I think I'm not gonna lie, I think one of the two presidential candidates is gonna bye bye. Yeah. Mm, interesting. No, I don't even no, I don't I'm not even saying like in a Kennedy style way. I just you know yeah, could that's be. a great you can you can clip this if you're correct, and that'll be really, really uh yeah. a, a crazy little video. Then they're gonna be uh, like, I, That guy did it. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, no, <laughs> I, I didn't do it. Yeah. Alex Jones, Alex Jones said, I think it was a Tucker Carlson, his like interview with him on X. Um, he was going through what's what he thinks is gonna happen, and he was talking about how he thinks that there's gonna start being um Arab terrorist attacks in America. Um and whether or not you know they're false flags or they're you know it's organized by the FBI or they're entrapped or whatever. I feel like it's interesting that that's what he said, and he's right very often. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was something like that. You know, a pro-Palestinian guy bombs something, and like it, yeah, it yeah, organizes true. support for more national security stuff, more money to Israel. You know, it it could be a whole new like kind of nine eleven type thing. That's and that's like the problem with like the crime stuff. Like it is bad. There, it's like I don't think the actual uptick in crime is like a psyop in itself, but I do think that the allowing of crime to happen um and businesses being just like especially in like san francisco just you see like so many businesses that just aren't there anymore uh oakland you have you know in and out burger and these huge businesses that just never mm-hmm. fail anywhere that are uprooting out of their denny's and stuff like that they're Denny's. uh they're, they're they're out and then um like but i do think that the whole lax attitude towards it is a way to just like surveil everybody more and just 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 use way more mass surveillance to get people kind of like downtrodden to be like, well, I'll take anything other than my catalytic converter being stolen. And then it's like, okay, cool. Will, will you walk yeah, anything? With a ring? Will you yeah. what? Will you will you ne- let us neuralink you with a ring doorbell camera in your head? <laughs> um, will you let us do that? I I don't know. I just mean there's a lot of. The, the the election years get your brain turning. I'm not immune. I'm not immune to it. Sorry, guys. Um, but um, I guess one last thing. You any uh, updates from our friend that you've been periodically updating us about the person who's been uh, uh, the targeted on? individual. Yeah, the targeted. That's right. The targeted that's individual. Um, I haven't directly spoken to her, but okay. every few weeks she tweets at like Thomas Massey or some person in the government that she oh. thinks is going to like you know support her. That's the to way bring to go. down the, the deep state and um she'll say um you know at lafredo jeremy was running an op against me um he he ran a cyber against me he put this stuff on my phone um 
he's he's working for the FBI. Like she now thinks I'm the bad guy. Before she thought I was someone who might did help her. Did you do her. those things? Did you do those things? I did not. Yeah, you did not. I didn't put anything on her phone. Things okay. did appear on her phone from me, which is strange. So like I don't I don't know what's happening. Um, this lady is is crazy. If anybody wants to look her up on Twitter, it's at. Um, can I say her name? I can do that. I. That's up to you, dude. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Know. No, it's um, it's Vogue Nazi. Hmm. So just you can look her up and you see she's she's not all there, but she does have like things from my notes app that have just been dropped onto her phone, and I've I don't know how that happens, and I don't have her phone number. So. Do you think Thomas Massey might have seen it? I bet he there's a small. He's a good guy, Thomas Massey. Yeah, I, I can see Thomas Massey being like, well, let's let's give her the benefit. Thomas of Massey, doubt. yeah, let, let's look into this. <laughs> I, I like him. He says, come fan. to my ranch. I'm a fan. That guy's got a pretty good track record for 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 what he is. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think I think that's the case. Well, Jeremy, thanks again for coming through. Uh, always Thank always you, fun. Anytime you go somewhere, you got to make your make your round on here and tell us about of it. Of course. Um, and then again, hey, it's an election year. I'm sure maybe we can reconvene in a few months and uh, see if any of our uh, predictions were correct about the uh, the uh, the year. Because I'm I'm serious. I think one of the candidates is uh, kicking the bucket. I just I, and like in like a it might not even be an op. It might one of them. They're old. One of them might just no. They die. are. They're old. That's the, yeah. they could just die of natural causes. The chances of them dying of natural causes is not even low. They're just old men. No, no um, exactly. But like, come on. We both know it's not going to be natural causes. Right, right, exactly. Neuro causes. Some something's gonna happen. They got well, the new can't be natural causes because they're already dead and they're on their third or fourth double. So it'll just yeah. be yeah. But that's true. Biden because Biden yeah. is not. That, we have to agree that's not the same Biden. No, Biden he, looks, he died in two thousand three. Have we ever had a serious conversation about? I know. That? Like. <laughs> Either, the, either they're trying to make us go crazy. I, th- you know? I think it's making us go crazy. I think the <laughs> yeah, pictures. I think it, 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 yeah, it's geared towards yeah. us. He's yeah. a, he's real, but the it's pictures are not. The yeah. pictures are not like they just like chat GPT him like or kind of like just yeah make a thing yeah. out of him and they're like let's just drop this in the Times tomorrow and 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 like twenty eight percent of the population twenty eight percent of the population will start like throwing their own shit against the wall. Yeah, it's so insane <laughs> that this guy yeah. that this guy looks crazy. Like so then we'll then they're they're useless to society now. So um, but yeah, on that note, guys, uh, always make always make sure you check out uh, at Lafredo Jeremy on twitter uh he's got exclamation points on all his tweets uh so uh they're i i don't i straight up don't see your tweets like i i don't see them i i forgot you even still had twitter so i i don't know if you're shadow banned but you guys might have to your full name uh, so uh on that note uh guys everyone have a safe week